Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how was your week? It was pretty okay. Um, had a little incident where some money was stolen from me because I dropped my wallet on accident at uh, Beacon's Park uh, downtown. So I went with my sisters Friday to see the lights, and I ended up dropping my wallet, and they stole my Christmas money that I have for my kids. But it's okay because God seemed for me to have another wonderful day. I know that God has a plan for me. I know that I'm not going to worry and stress over it because whoever took it, clearly they needed it. So, you know, hey, I'm just thankful that I was able to get the wallet back, you know, because it does have important stuff in there for me. So, right. yeah, but other than that, it was another day God give, has given me. Me and my kids are doing fine. I still have a roof over my head, food and refrigerator. I'm I'm blessed. I'm thankful. So it's nothing really to complain about. What about you? Well, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that because um, that's definitely – not something that you want to happen around the holidays. People don't realize how much they inconvenience people with their selfish ways, but it's already planned out for the, you know, the holiday. And, you know, they're still going to have a wonderful one. Like, I'm so sorry that happened to you, but like you said, God's going to make a way. Uh, For me, um, it was a good weekend, but at the same time, it was like, somewhat emotional. I think, like, I really had that seasonal effect disorder, like, because it was snow. Like, we had a snowstorm mm-hmm. last week, five five to nine inches, and, you know, just looking at the snow outside, I don't know. Like, the winter has always been very hard for me, but yesterday I was kind of emotional. Like, I think I took a break from my other podcast because I'm like, my head is all over the place, but I'm actually in a better mood today. I can't, you know, okay. can't complain, looking forward yeah, looking forward to this four-day weekend. We're off at my job for Christmas Eve, Christmas, and New Year's Eve and New Year's, so looking forward to it. <laughs> All right now. All right now. Yeah. Okay, well, with that being said, what is that sipping tea for the soul topic tonight, Complex? So the sipping tea for the soul topic tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is sibling wars. Um, This is a topic that uh, me and Queen K discussed that we wanted to bring to the platform because a lot of us out there can have wars with our siblings. You know, it's it's all love, but sometimes we got to talk about the good, bad, and ugly. So my first first aspect I'm going to look at it from is perspective. And my first question under there is, do you think siblings have different perspectives of how they treated each other growing up? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I know for me, I feel like, uh, I, I, from my perspective, I feel like my siblings treated me like shit, okay? They talked about me um, all the time, um, and it hurt my feelings a lot. Like, it, I still carry some of the stuff with me now, but, like, to them, they're like, oh, we was just joking, and we didn't do it all the time. No, yes, you did. You did it all the time. That was the problem. But to them, it's just like they don't even know that they did it. Like they don't – they're like, well, we was just playing, and it wasn't like we did it all the time. No, you know, so I definitely think it's different, even like to where um, it's our parents and how they treated us. Like they – I see them as getting everything they want, but to them it was me getting all the attention. So, yes, 
siblings definitely have different perspectives in coming up. What about for you? I definitely think they have different perspectives. Um, I know with me and my sister, we're four years apart. She's the oldest. Uh, I I don't know her perspective per se because we don't we don't talk about it. But I can imagine, like I told you before, my mom had boyfriends that played favoritism, and what I mean is like they would you know, take me out to, like, get McDonald's or get some ice cream, but would leave her at home. And, you know, me, I was such, like, a giving person. Like, well, what about my sister? They would try to make me, like, you know, I just throw it away so she don't have to know. Um, You know, she picked Mm -hmm. up on that. So she always felt like it was always yes, yes, yes for me and no for her. Like, I got to go on field trips. I got to go out of state. But, you know, like, when she was growing up, it's like, funds were too, they were too tight. So it's like she didn't really get a lot of the chances that I got. Like, you know, my sister started working at 16. Like, you know, she figured, like, I'm not going to keep waiting for someone out here to, like, you know, give me what I need, so I'm going to go work for it. But, like, on my end, I felt like my sister was a bully. <laughs> like, there was some times where I didn't think that I was going to make it past five. Like, I didn't think I was going to make it see five years old sometimes because me and my sister, like, used to always <laughs> fight growing up. Like, you know, we push each other down the stairs. We throw milk on each other, hot water. Like, it was crazy. But, you know, I don't know. It's like we never really had that talk. Like, I voiced my opinion to her that I felt like you did some fucked up things to me. And, you know, she said, I admit that I wasn't the best, but it was the best that I could give. So, you know, like, Mm. for her to say that, like, we didn't really go into full detail, but, like, it just shows me, like, sometimes people don't know, you know what I'm saying, like, how they come off to other people. So, like, that's why I brought that question to this platform, because that, you know, like, that conversation happened, like, earlier this year, and it's like, I just always thought, like, hmm, well, did I take it too personal? Like, I have a right to feel how I feel, but, you know, like, do you feel like that was the best you gave? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But um, my my next question is, do you think siblings get jealous over the bond we have with our friends? If so, why? I definitely do. Uh, I definitely experienced that. I know, like, for my and it's not even well. I, my brother had like this little little grudge or whatever against Complex because she left him. She left from being his friend or associate, well, friend to becoming ours. Um, so like you know that was a playful type uh, thing. But I do feel like sometimes my sisters probably take our relationship and like, well, why why don't you act like that with us? Why don't you hang with us more? Like I really do feel like siblings do get jealous of certain friendships, especially when they see friendships that last, you know, friendships with some Mm -hmm. weight to it. Like, me and your friendship is more than a friendship. This is a real-life sisterhood. Like, blood is the only thing that we're missing that will make us closer to me and my eyes. Like, I love you. I'll do anything Mm -hmm. for you. And they know that. I love you, And I feel like they're like, oh, girl, come on now. Don't get mushy. But, you know, it's like, no. (laughs) But, uh I love you like a sister, like for real, for real. And I come to you a lot about everything that's going on with me. And I do feel like sometimes they may get jealous because they don't know half the stuff that I come to you about. Like they'll probably figure it out last minute, but I'm like, well, I told Tasha. So, you know, <laughs> but yes, they do get jealous. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I definitely think siblings get jealous. And I think it's, you know, it's from that perspective. It's like, damn, this person then came in and, like, 
she's she's about to take my spot. But it's like I don't think that friends could ever take a sibling's spot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like no one can replace your mom or your dad. No one can replace your your siblings. You know what I'm saying? But sure. like my sister, my sister was jealous of like our friendship, other friendships. Like you know, she would feel a certain type of way. Like oh, I feel like you hang out with them so much, and it's like growing up. You know, my sister always wanted a lot of space. You know, even mm-hmm. though it's a four year gap. When I was, like, I think 10, she was 14. So it's like I'm still at the stage of, like, you know, not really, you know what I'm saying, hitting puberty yet, still in the innocent stage, you know, still playing with Barbie mm-hmm. dolls, like, you know, like really just, like, like still watching cartoons while she's going through puberty, you know what I'm saying? She's in high school. She's going through all these hormone changes. So it's like there were some times where she didn't want to be bothered. So it's like as I grew up, you know what I'm saying? I found relationships with my friends, like, you know, okay, this is going to be like a sister, but no one can re- no one can ever replace her. But it's like it's hard yeah. letting her know. Like, it's, it's hard telling the sibling, listen, I feel more comfortable talking to my friend about this because they're not going to throw it in my face when they get pissed. You know what I'm saying? They're not yeah. going to say it to hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to always shut me out. They're not going to always minimize my problems and saying, oh, girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, Sometimes friends, mm-hmm. you can talk to them more than you can a sibling, and siblings, it's hard for them to understand that. And then you have to point to them like, okay, well, I never said this. When your friends came around, I accepted them. I was happy that you yeah. had a social life. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I'll never understand that. That's true. Okay, so with that being said, my first aspect is placement, okay? So I'm going to explain this little theory that I found on uh, Google. I went to the Google guys for this. But it's a oh, thing as a child, <laughs> a child <laughs> placement, like, little theory. Like, the first child, that's the one that – that is the experimental child. That's the one that gets the most punishment. That is the one that is rolled the hardest. You know, that's the oldest. So if any other siblings is under that sibling, they are responsible for them. Like, they take on the role as the stand-in parent, right? Yep. Um, now, the middle child, the middle child is said that for the middle child, that's the child that gets ignored, okay? Um, that's the child that's overlooked a lot. Uh, it's not on purpose, but it's just because, you know, the older one is supposed to be looking out for him. Then it's the youngest one. The youngest one mm-hmm. is the baby who gets his way. The parent is the is like the least lenient, I mean, the most lenient on. They get everything they want. They can throw tantrums, and they'll still get what they want. They can be mean. They can still get what they want. They do what they want. Mm-hmm. Now, with those three things, uh, my question is, what is your placement, and did you experience any of the theory I described? Uh, I was the baby. Like, it's only two of us. My mom, mm-hmm. there there was one that was supposed to be born before me, but if she was born, well, if I don't know if it was a he or she, but if they would have been born, I wouldn't have existed. But um, she didn't make it, or they didn't make it. So I'm the baby, and, you know, I definitely got my way a lot. Um, I had the temper tantrums. You know, like, my sister would get the beatings. All I had to do was just fall out and cry, and it's like, take your ass to bed. You know, like, I wouldn't get the beatings. Um, And my mom would play comparison. Like, you know, my sister used to always ask her, like, well, how come, you know, Tasha gets her way? Like, you know, what is she doing that I'm not doing? It was like, it's just a certain Mm -hmm. thing that she does. It's a certain tone. It's a certain look that she gives. 
And I don't know, it's like, I hated that growing up because it's like mm-hmm. you're doing all this comparison and all this favoritism, and it's like you're you're kind of causing my sibling to hate me, if you know, in a sense, and I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm really not trying to be like that. But, yeah, like I got, you know, like um, when it came to report cards, I got, you know, for every A, I got $20, for every B, 10 for every C, 5 for every, you know, D and all, you don't get nothing. So, like, I used to get mm-hmm. A's and B's, so seven years old, I was balling. <laughs> you know, hey, girl, <laughs> what about you? Uh, me, I am the middle child, and, yes, <laughs> I definitely feel that. I feel like I do get ignored a lot, Um but it's okay, like, I, especially when I was growing up, I felt like I was ignored because, I mean, you know, you got my brother who's the only son, and then you got my youngest sister who's the baby, and I'm just in the middle. It's like, oh, that'll be good. She'll be all right. You know, it felt like that for me a lot. Like, I felt like I was overlooked on a lot of things because you got the baby. Oh, they're so cute, and she gets to throw a tantrum and get her way, and then, you know, my brother was the one who, who, I mean, yeah, he pretty much got got the whoopings a lot, you know, uh, but me, it was like nobody bothered me because I was, to me, it felt like I was never there. My perspective on my childhood, it felt like I was never there. Like, that's just how much I felt like I was overlooked by them because it was something that the older, the other two were doing that would take the attention off me completely. So that leads me to my next question. Um, have you ever felt overlooked by relatives or your parents? Uh, yes. When um, I was very, I was a very quiet child growing up. Like, I used to just zone out in the backseat. So, like, sometimes people would forget that I was there. Like, you know, like, say if my grandma picked up one of our cousins from the airport or, like, you know, just picked up somebody and was taking them to drop them off, they would forget that I was back there. And I would be like, you know, like, hey, bye. Like, I would get kind of offended. They'd be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I forgot you was back there because you were so quiet. Uh, one time my grandma forgot that I was in the car and she locked the door and I'm banging on the window like, you forgot me. Like, <laughs> I was such a quiet kid. And I'm like, maybe I need to talk up more. But um, I don't know. It's just, I mean, that's the only time I really felt like I was overlooked because, you know, other times, like, I was the baby. So it's like people always want, it's like, hey, let, let, me, let me do your hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I Girl, I, I ate up that attention. I was an attention whore since since I was little. So yeah. <laughs> um, I've definitely like I already stated, um, I've definitely felt overlooked by relatives and um my parents. But it, you know, I just feel like that's just due to my placement. I feel like the middle child syndrome is really real. Like I really do. Um, so yeah, I already yeah. answered the question. I'll get into it a little more, but I can't because then it'll it'll go into my second aspect, so that's the only reason why I'm kind of just, you know, scraping the surface right now. But, yeah, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, my second aspect is expectations over reality. So my first question under there is what was your expectations of how a sibling should treat you, and what is your reality? Um, I felt like it was supposed to be like the sitcoms, like, you know, we were supposed to do stuff together, especially like sister, sister, even though they had mm-hmm. their little ups and downs sometimes, but they were there for each other. Like that was, they were each other's diary. They, when one felt bad, the other one would lift them up. I felt like that's how 
siblings are supposed to act. We all supposed to be happy at the same time. We all supposed to be up going to school together, um, getting through problems together, getting in trouble together, but still having each other's back at the end of the day. I really felt like that's how it was supposed to look with me coming up. Hell, even Family Matters, that showed me siblings, and they had a brother, Eddie. But they, even though they argued and stuff, they still had each other's back. Expectation is getting better. I mean, reality is getting better now, um, our relationship, mm-hmm. but it wasn't always like that. Like, I didn't have the sitcom brother-sister relationship. Like I said, I felt like they talked about me most of my whole childhood. Like, that's why I have this complex. Yes, I was the darkest sibling. Yes, I was the heaviest sibling. So it feels like um, that's all they spent their child, my childhood doing was making me feel bad. Um, now, you know, we're able to talk and laugh. Like, we kind of got that sitcom vibe going as far as siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, we're more open now, and our communication is a lot better since we're older. But it wasn't mm-hmm. always like that. It took a lot of time to get up to my expectations of what siblings were supposed to be like. What about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, my expectations of how a sibling should treat uh, should treat you. I did look at um, TV, but it was like just like seeing how siblings interacted in person. Like um, it was this one girl that I used to hang out with in middle school. She had two older sisters, and they were just so close. Now I'm I'm not gonna say like all siblings are perfect. I'm pretty sure all siblings have their arguments, but. They didn't show that. Like, they would do dance routines together. Like, they would just sit around, talk and laugh. Um, It was another couple of sisters. I'm pretty sure you know them. All of their last name was Williams. But they all, you know, went to Lathrop. I grew up with them, and they were so close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just always there for each other, always supporting each other at events and stuff. But my reality is, you know, me and my sister, like, we were, we had our good times, but we had a lot of distant times. Like, I mean, we can go probably a year without talking to each other. We're both fire signs. So when we get mad, mm. oh, our our anger is up there. Like, there have been times where we argue, and my uncle came, because <laughs> I was living with my sister at one point. My uncle had came down the street because, you know, we was arguing on the phone, and then, like, you know, it just got loud and it hung up. He saw the ambulance coming down the street. He thought we killed each other. Like, that, that's how bad oh, our Lord. anger she did. <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't. I'm just saying, like, but, you know, like, we bumped heads a lot. And I really think that it was because, like, I was getting older and my sister didn't want to realize that. Like, yes, I'm the baby, but you can't treat me like a little kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm grown now. You know, I'm 23. I know that, you know, because, like, that's, that's where we really will bump heads at, like, you know, around, like, 20 to, uh, like, 23. And it's like I know that I'm just now getting into adult, you know, hood back then, but it's like let me find my own way. So we bumped heads a lot. And then, like, you know, jealousy with how my friendships went. So it's like I never really felt like I could talk to my sister. Like, my sister is a person that likes to show tough love. So it's like back then she would be very blunt to get her point across. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, my attitude. She would tell me, like, oh, that's why, you know, people don't like you now. Like, I used to confide in her about things back then. You know, like, if I fell out Mm. with somebody, I would cry to her about it, you know, because I was a sensitive kid. And it's like I was going to my sister, like, you're four years older than me. You've been through this before. What What do I do? And it's like 
whenever I piss her off, she would throw that shit back in my face. Like, you know, just to, I understand maybe you're trying to get me to see that my attitude is fucked up, but there's a way of saying it. So it's like, I just felt like I couldn't talk to her anymore. Like, you know, it's, we're getting better now that we're older Mm -hmm. and I'm learning to accept her for who she is. But I mean, it took for me to become 30 to really accept her for who she is because it's like, I was just like, fuck this before that, you know, but I made a promise to my mom that I was going to, you know, she said, you're all, you guys are all you have, you know, my grandma or my mom is not around no more. So I made that promise, like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I keep that door open with my sister. What about you? Um, you did answer. You did answer. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, my- did you want to piggyback? Go I got one more question. Okay. Uh-uh, nope. So my last, my last question is for under here is: Do you feel older siblings' expectations of being the bigger brother or sister gets blurred with parenthood because they were first to always watch us growing up? Like you said, you know, like anybody under them, they're responsible for. So do you think they don't know how to turn off? Like, like they basically feel like they're your parent. Like they get it blurred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Um, my brother was left to watch me and my sister a lot, and I think that <laughs> it made him not like us. Like, when I tell you he was, like, really <laughs> abusive to me and my sister um, when my parents would leave, like, he hated being there with us by himself. Like, he would just do crazy stuff. I, I'll never forget, I had this girl make me a CD one time, and because he was mad, um, him and my – well. My sister was laughing because I guess she figured, hell, I'm going to just team up with him so he won't pick with me. But, see, I was Mm -hmm. the type, like, I would talk back. Like, I had a mouth. That was it. Like, I'm going to let you know how you made me feel. Um, So, me doing that, it made, it, like, made him snap. And when I tell you he took a a jug of ice and cracked my whole CD, and this is when 3LW and all of that, he cracked the whole CD. He, like, threw it up in the air. Smacked it down with the ice jug, and it was just shattered. Like, and mm-hmm. I really feel like he was more so angry than wanting to be a parent. Now, my older sister Shakita, oh Lord, I said name. Well, anyway, I feel like she took on that role of wanting to be, you know, the stand-in mom for us. Like, um, mm-hmm. she was the one that, you know, I guess in a sense she made sure she was that that like that nurturer that that stern one that one that told us how it was you know she always gave mm-hmm. good advice and information but you know now that we're older it's more of a we're sisters now type relationship as opposed to I'm your big sister I'm something like your mama you're going to listen to me now so now mm-hmm. we're both you know talking back and forth now like she said I'm her person but it wasn't always like that like Kita to me was like my mama. Like if my mama says something or if Keita says something, I did it because, you know, that was the chick that I was supposed to listen to because she did help take care of us. So, yeah, she was mm-hmm. like the mama. She was the one telling me right from wrong. And I know it was kind of tricky with our relationship because she was staying with my granny. But when she came around, oh, no, it was, it was, you, it was no second doubt about it. Like, she was a stand-in mom when my mom wasn't around. So what about you? Mm. Um, yes, my, my sister definitely, like I said, like we bumped heads a lot because she didn't really want to let me 
find my own way. And I didn't realize how that felt until I started doing that to my younger cousin. Because my younger cousin grew Mm. up with us, so he was like a little brother to me. And it's like I remember, like, when we lived together, I would just, like, you know, always tell him, like, no, like, this is how, you know what I'm saying, you should do it. This is how you should think. You know, this this is the way you should go about it. And it took for other people to say, like, he's grown, you know what I'm saying, let him figure it out himself. And I had to take a step mm. back, like, you know what, you don't realize that you're doing the same things that your parents did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're basically parenting the way that they did because that's how my grandmother was. You know, she always put her suggestions on us, like, no, you shouldn't be this because this is where the money is. You should do this. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't realize, like, okay, I got to stop doing that because I know how that shit makes me feel when a person is always telling me what I need to do, how I need to think, how I need to move. Like, yeah. you get frustrated. Like, I don't let me figure it out on my own. And that's where me and her bumped heads because, like, oh, you're just not listening. You're just so stubborn. I'm not stubborn. You know what I'm saying? But I need for you mm-hmm. to let me do it on my own. And if I, if I make a mistake, then I will come to you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm not you. I'm not going to do it the same way that you do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my final aspect is favoritism. So I'm gonna give y'all the backstory because I really just want to know: is this justifiable? Okay. So, like I said before, um, when I was coming up, I always felt invisible um, by my parents. I know that they love me, but I always felt invisible. Like I always came last to my other siblings. And when I got older, I finally had the talk with my mother and my father. They were sitting down, and I was just like, I feel like y'all never listened to me. Like, y'all never saw me. I would bust my ass in school just for some type of praise. Mind you, my sister and brother weren't doing that good in school. Um, And it was like they were getting more of the time and attention than anything. And I was just left to, oh, okay, good job. Yeah, you did it again. All right, cool. Oh, you're graduating? Oh, good job. Yeah, cool. It wasn't a big thing. Like, and like I said, I bust my ass my whole high school year just to get some type of recognition. Hell, I bust my ass even through college to get a I'm proud of you or something, you know, but I never fully got that. Um, so I told them about that. I think when I was, I was, I think after I graduated college, I told them that. So, Their response to me was that they told me that they felt like they didn't need to pay that much attention to me because I had it. The other ones needed them more because they they couldn't find their way, and they felt like they needed that time and that extra attention to, you know, lead them on their path of trying to figure, you know, trying to help them figure out life and all that stuff, but they seen that I had it already and that I was going on a good path, so they just left me alone. Now, my question is, do you think favoritism could be justified in a situation like this? Mm, I don't really see that as favoritism because, like, it happens like that in, like, TV shows too. Like on Moesha, when um, Frank, his brother Bernie Mac, you know, saying he felt like his dad played favoritism. And he said, like, you were the independent one that I never had to worry about. But Bernie needs all the help. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I guess I didn't think 
you know, like they, they don't really think about it like that because, you know, you, I can imagine like just having one child can be very overwhelming for a person, but imagine having more than that, you know what I'm saying? Three or more. And it's like, you have three little ones needing you and you're still probably trying to figure shit out on your own. So it's like, you don't mean to leave that other child out, but if they're real independent, it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? This is one I don't really have to worry about. And I'm pretty sure, you know, your siblings felt like, well, damn, they always, I'm pretty sure they was praising you to them. Like, why can't y'all be more independent like her? You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm, yeah. I, I I don't really see that as like, um, as a favoritism thing. I see favoritism more as like when my mom used to be mad at me, she wouldn't talk to me and she would go play favoritism with my sister and everything like that, like do the high school shit. Because I told you, my mom, like, really wasn't ready to be a mom. Like, there was a lot of times when she acted younger than us, like, we had to play the parent. And it's like whenever my sister was pissed at her, she would come be cool with me. Or, like, you know, if she was pissed at my sister, she would come be cool with me and talk shit about my sister. It's like, come on now. Like, what, what type of high school shit is this? But you don't seem to think that a person, you know what I'm saying, needs the help. But, like, every, every kid needs something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But parents don't, don't, they don't see it like that. They're looking at it like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, my child is, like, really getting it together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, I don't want, I don't want to coddle her because I know that she's going to make it. But we have to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never, I never dealt with that growing up. Um, I feel like that's my, my sister, you know what I'm saying? Probably felt like she was overlooked and probably felt like, you know, she like you know she didn't matter so I really can't mm-hmm. like um answer that question but I don't think favoritism is it, you know should ever be justified because how how you gonna really justify like yeah well I play favoritism with them more because they made it easier that can hurt a child's feelings like what the fuck do you mean Ooh. so it's like I don't know it, you know but it's it's like this is us with Kevin he felt like Randall and um Kate had more attention to him and you know his her, his mom said when when they were by themselves in the therapy room and she was like uh you were just so independent growing up you know what I'm saying I never had to worry about you it, it's it's crazy I don't know okay thank you for answering that I I appreciate the insight on it um mm-hmm. my final question is you I mean you already kind of answered it but um. My question was, did you ever feel like your parent or parents played favoritism, and how has that affected your relationship with your siblings today? Mm, I mean, me and my sister today, we are – I'm learning that in order to get over the past, I can't talk about a lot of stuff with my sister because she's in she's in defense mode. You know, she's not trying to hear it. She'll take it as a personal attack. So I'm learning to just sort out to sort out all of the pain within myself and with God, you know, like write release letters and talk to him about it. But that favoritism growing up, it did make me like, like, I don't know, like when my mom would play favoritism, like whenever I would make her mad and she would go be talking to me good, I'd be like, fuck both of y'all. You know, I, I really be thinking that, <laughs> you know, and I'm pretty sure my sister was the same way, but it's like, uh, I think that communication, like really, like if you really just like sit down and just talk with your siblings, like, listen, 
I I wish it wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if they talk about how they how they saw things growing up and how you saw things growing up, because we all see and we all interpret things so differently. And you really don't believe yeah. it, but it's it's so true. So like I don't know. I mean, it it made us hate each other. We fought a lot, but we're slowly coming around. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, for me and my siblings, um, I, I've uh, clearly I've definitely felt like my parents have played favoritism. I feel like they still do sometimes. Um, it it still kind of affects us a little bit, uh, and that's something that I'm trying to work on now, um, being grown. Because you know I don't want to still feel like I'm a kid again, and that's. That's where all of this takes me. That's where it, it strains our relationship. Like, I feel like that's bickering back and forth. Oh, mommy loves you more because she's letting you do this. Oh, they still do this for you, but they don't do this for me. I don't want to be at that level anymore with my siblings. Like you said, communication mm-hmm. is definitely key. Um, But it's hard talking to people that set in their ways, especially when they're grown. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just sweep it under the rug. And I know that's not healthy because it's going to come out at the wrong time again. And then it's just mm-hmm. going to be more attention. Like, we fought a lot as kids because of this. And it's like, now that we're adults, yeah, sure, we'll sweep it up under the rug. But once that one thing happens and it triggers it, all hell breaks loose. Now we older. Now it's, it's definitely F you. I don't care. I don't have to ever talk to you. And it could have been something that we could have just handled and put on the table. But I, I just feel like that's where the parents play the, the role in. You know, they have to. They have to be the ones to sit us down and talk to us because at this point, communication with us is not going to work. We we would just rather sweep stuff under the rug and just continue on like nothing's happening because it's easier for us because we don't want to go days or months or years without talking to each other. I've done that with all my siblings before, and it's not a good feeling. But, yeah, um, favoritism has definitely affected us, and it has put a strain on our relationship in certain areas. Um, and we're still mm-hmm. trying to work through that type of stuff. So, yeah. I can definitely understand, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was, was a, a good, good segment. segment. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't be still my words. I guess. Um, <laughs> ready to segue to the next segment? Yep, let's go ahead. Okay, Complex, what is that as a woman question? So my as a woman question this week, I actually got this from someone's story, and I said I'm stealing it. So it is, as a woman, do you love yourself in your love language? Jesus. No, I don't, okay? Uh, on the love language episode, my love language was physical touch and um, words of affirmation. I... I, first off, no, okay, there's no touching that goes on with myself. I'm sorry, y'all, but that's it. I don't know what y'all thought y'all was getting out of that, but I don't love myself in physical touch at all. Um, and I know it doesn't have to be sexual, but just, no, like, I, I still have to get used to seeing myself in certain clothing items. But um, words of affirmation, I do not. I do not uh, love myself in that one because I don't give myself daily affirmations like I should do. Like I start off doing it, and it'll start off for a couple of days, and then I'll just fall off. So, no, I am struggling with 
loving myself in my love language, I feel like I really do need to increase it because how can I teach someone how to love me properly if I can't love myself? So, yeah, that's my take on it. What about you, Complex? Uh, I'm slowly learning as I really need some improvement. My two love languages are uh, quality time and acts of services. Uh, I do take myself to get my hair done. I try to get it done, like, twice a week or once a month. Just once a month is a protective hairstyle. But I do need to spend more quality time with myself. Like, I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. take myself out and just, like, go sit by the water, listen to music, drink a smoothie. Um, like, you know, take – COVID has just shut every fucking thing down. Girl, I can't even take myself to the COVID. damn mall. Oh, God. So, yeah, but th- this this year is teaching me, like, take every opportunity – you know what I'm saying? Like, don't take anything for granted, but still be safe because, you know, like, we are in a pandemic. But this year, I've I've had a lot of good blessings, but it has shown me, like, dog, what I didn't take opportunities of because it's like now that I want to spend quality time with myself, everything is virtual. So it's like I'm sitting in the house with my pajamas on. I got to take my hair down just to look presentable, and I can't even go the fuck outside. So I need to work on spending more quality time with myself. Yeah, I do too. Okay, you got any glowing businesses? I do, actually. Um, It was your idea, but I am shouting out my place of employment. I have been employed there for 11 years. Um, If you are in the Wayne County area and you are near the area of Joy Road and Greenfield, Please hit up Top Town for all your child development needs. Um, we have we service kids from six weeks all the way up until 14 years of age because we do have a virtual learning side for those parents that have to work long hours. We are open from 6 a.m. to 5:30 p.m. Monday through Friday. We do assist in um, virtual learning for kids that's going online. Just stop in and talk to us. It's called Top Town Child Development Center. The address is 8950 Greenfield. Um, The phone number is 313-838-8200. And this is a black-owned business. Uh, Shout-out to Miss Angela Jackson, who owns it. Um, And shout-out to all of the wonderful staff that's a part of Top Town. Y'all ladies make Top Town great. Uh, it's a family environment, so if you want your kids to be loved on and you want them to have, like, home-cooked meals, bring them to Top Town because my mama throw down, y'all, because she the chef. Like, she the stuff. <laughs> but um, hit up Top Town if you're looking for a new child care family. We will definitely make sure that your child excels in all areas of development. So look us up. So that's my glowing business complex. Do you have any glowing businesses? Uh, yes, I'm shouting out Randy Johnson. We went to college together. We was in Poetry Society together. He has a unisex oil business called um, Zaka Zamora. It is an oil-based mm. fragrance leaving travels of glory in every room. Smelling like royalty is key here. I need to go buy some. Zaka is intelligent, Girl. pure, and honest. Zamora is one who knows the way. Join us on this journey. It only makes sense. And you can find him at uh, www. ZakaZamora.com. That's where you can go order the fragrance oils. Please check him out. And I cannot wait to buy some because I love 
oils. And that's my growing business yeah. of the week. So, okay. anything to say? Oh, y'all. Complex to put me on another show, okay? Insecure, first <laughs> off. <laughs> Love the show. Hate Molly's wigs. But that's another thing. Oh, God. Um, that show is really giving me life right now. Like, that is my newfound addiction. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And um, all this, oh, another thing I got to say is, y'all, please be safe out there, okay? People are really being ruthless, and the driving is really horrible. Y'all, I don't, I don't understand. Like, they driving, like, it's 85 degrees outside, and they're the only ones on the road. Please, when you're driving, take into consideration not your own life but everybody else out there. Um, just know that whatever you do can have a negative effect. So slow down, y'all. It's, let's not rush. Wherever you got to go, if you got to be there that bad, then, hey, you better call them and let them know you ain't going to make it because it's too much going on. And love on your people while they're here. Love on your loved ones now. Don't wait until they're in the casket and you're crying over them. It's just so much that went on, you guys. I know it probably sounds like I'm jumping from one topic to the next, but if you could see the week that I've had, and you'll understand why I'm doing this. But just my main takeaway for this is just love on people while they're here. Don't wait, you know, till you can't speak the words to them. Let them know. Call them up. Let them know you love them. Let them know you appreciate them. And keep doing it. Don't just do it today. Do it tomorrow. Do it. Just do it in general. You know, let them feel that love while they're here. Um, that's about it for me. What about you? Um, I was just going to say, too, uh, I did stumble across Insecure. It is a very good show. Uh, Molly is showing me a lot of my old toxic ways, and I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, uh, Issa Rae, <laughs> you, you, this, you, you're doing something with this show. Like, I hope that she continues with season five, um, you know, I don't I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it because I didn't call it all the way up. So, yeah, please go watch that on HBO Max, support Black-owned Issa Rae. Yes, she's dope. All right. All right, Queen K, what is the AO uh, Queens and Kings Listen Up quote this week? Okay, these two are sponsored by Pinterest. Um, <laughs> so I found two quotes that kind of deal with what I've been going through. Uh, my first one is, just because I carry it all so well doesn't mean it's not heavy. Y'all, listen, um, people who go through stuff, uh, who y'all deem as the strong ones, we still need someone there just to be like, hey, you okay? Hey, how you feeling? You don't have to take on a load or try to take off a burden. Just talking to us will be fine. Um I know a lot of people, I get overlooked a lot, not by you, Complex, because you always like, I know something wrong with you. You're going you gonna to tell me what's wrong. But it's a lot of times people don't even stop to think about, hey, how you feeling before they add something else to my load? And it's me who takes it on. I don't mind, but, y'all, I can carry it well, but it's heavy, Okay. I'm strong, but I am a human also, and I am a female. Like, y'all, <laughs> come on now. Um, my second one is sometimes it takes an overwhelming breakdown to have an undeniable breakthrough. Um, this was this quote hit me because I felt like I felt really, really sad and angry when my money was stolen because, like I said, this was my kid's Christmas money that was stolen from me. 
But just because, like, God had to really sit me down that day. I mean, I boo-hoo cried because I kept trying to be so strong on the outside, but in the inside, like, all these thoughts were just going on in my head. And I finally broke down, and God was just like, it's okay. Then better for you. Do you trust me? Like, that was a do you trust me moment. Like, because I could have been mad and let that anger consume me and just been bitter this whole season. Like, I'm really, yeah, this season is really tough for me because of how I stepped into 2020. So around this time, I always get sad anyway. Um, But this could have been a break me moment. But God said, no, I have you. Just trust me. So I'm just putting all my trust in him. And I know my breakthrough is about to come I'm going to enter 2021 with a big bang and big blessing. So that's where these quotes came from for me. So that is my A.O. King and Queen quote, complex with I love that no apology quotes. thought. Thank you. Um, my no apology thought is every single choice we make is either going to enhance spirit or drain it. Every day we're either giving ourselves power or taking it away. And I came, I came across this quote because um, – I'm learning and I'm really struggling with everything. Sometimes you can't get stressed out over things that you can't change. You know, you can't let, um, you have to decide how you want your day to go. And you have to, you have to have self-control over who and what you're going to let, you know what I'm saying, either shake that positive into a negative or, you know, yeah. it's it's up to you. But I'm just tired of overthinking so much, and I'm tired of, like, stressing and creating problems in my own head, you know, like getting my anxiety worked up. Like, I'm getting older. That's going to cause me a lot of, you know, illnesses down the line if, if I don't get it together right now. So, like, just know that every single choice that you make, you know what I'm saying, you have to decide, am I going to give the petty shit power or am I going to give the, you know what I'm saying, the, the the growth, you know what I'm saying, like avoiding it? Am I going to give that power? Because um, I'm really learning. No one can uh, do anything to you that you won't allow. And I didn't get it growing mm-hmm. up. I'm like, what you mean? No one can, like, really, no one can hurt you if if you don't show them that you're hurt, if you don't let it bother you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I'm just really learning that it's so, it, it, the things that I cry about, it could be so much worse. Like, somebody else has it worse out there, you know? So I'm just, like, really learning. It's like, okay, God, because, like, I know yesterday, like I said, I was emotional, too, and everything, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust you, and I'm just really not going to overthink. But I had to take a break from the platform yesterday because we're human, and and it's yeah. hard. Like, if you're having the messed up time, it's it's hard to get out what you want to say across to the other listeners. So that's that's all I'm going to say. I didn't mean to be so long-winded, but that's my no apology thoughts. Girl, you fine. It's our show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.